Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. I want to give you a little extra Uncle Dave time today just because I wanted to do a little celebration because today is our one-year anniversary of when we first launched. And what is amazing about that in so many ways is, one, the consistency. So when we're doing anything, consistency is the key. And, you know, out of the 850,000 podcasts that they estimate are out there right now, guess what? You're listening to this one, and I really want to appreciate you. I want to thank you for being part of my community, the tribe, the clan, the <laughs> the gang, man, right? Uh, we all brought a bat this year, and I really appreciate that we're learning that violence is never an answer and that the bat really isn't about violence. It is about us communicating really well. And, you know, it's really incredible that out of the 850,000 episodes, uh, podcasts that were out there, many of them failed. Half of them fail. And the life, the average lifespan is 174 days. That's less than six months. Well, we've already got through the year, so we've got past that. We're definitely rocking and rolling, growing our, our audience. And one of the great ways to grow our audience is, hey, tell a friend about it. 20% of people who are told, hey, you got to listen to this thing, actually do listen to it. So one in five, okay? I'm good to go on that. Uh, but thank you so much. You know, happy anniversary to you as well as to me because I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, you guys mean the most to me. I really do send you out love because you've spent part of your time with me either driving the car, yelling at the kids, and hearing me in the background. So either way, I hope you've had lots of value because I know the guests that I've, we've, we've had on the show have really added so much value. And thank you so much to all those guests that have come on, the guests who have already recorded, that have not been dropped yet, the guests who have promised me, Dave, i got to get on your show. Guess what? You're coming on. The answer is always yes, because that's what we do is we grow. And because I send love, because if you're willing to share some time with me, share some, some of your life and your history with me and the love and what's made you rise at times, then I want you here, man. I don't care if you have one follower. If you're the only follower, I'm here. I love it because it's all about the energy. And when we put out the energy out there, man, that's what comes back to us in tenfold. Enjoy the love. Now, talking about love, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Woohoo! Um, big deal. Okay, it's Hallmark. Okay, if we really think about what Valentine's Day is, you should be loving your person every day. And not only loving your person, you should be loving your pets, but love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, that's where it all starts. And I know that from personal experience as I've shared on the show. But love, Valentine's Day, St. Valentine, right? He's a big hero. He's a hero because he allowed people to marry in private. Love in private. Well, there's good things about that as well, but because it, it wasn't allowed. They thought you would be a better man by not loving, and it's one of those things that we, that toxic pieces of masculinity, 
right? You know, we have to, can't show your emotions. Can't this, can't that. Full oh shit. Let's show as much love as you can in this world because the more love we show in this world, that's what will make it really special. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later today with uh, today's guest. What I also want to make sure is that when we think about love, we think about those rises. Though, hey, love is hard, man. You know, and it's more than, hey, I love pizza, man. You don't love, I hope you don't love pizza. Um, as we've said before, love is unconditional. If you're doing something because you're expecting something in return, that ain't love, man. That's manipulation and that's an exchange. You could exchange. That's all good, man. I don't, you know, anything you want to do is all fine. But unconditional love is giving something to somebody without asking any expectations, not asking anything in return, and just saying, hey, man, I love you. Or, hey, woman, I love you. Or to my puppy, I love you. To your cat, you love you. I miss my cats. But guess what? I send them all out love every day. I think about them all the time. And what you do is you're pushing out energy. If we believe love is an energy in the world, man, it never ends. It never ends. It could be blocked. You could block love, man. Totally. I get that. But love never ends. Ends, and that's what it is. Send out your love. I love you guys because you've been part of me for this journey for a year. I can't wait for the next year and see where else we're going to go, what else we're going to do. I think we're only going to have great things because you guys have been really interactive. I've gotten lots of feedback, some good, some less good, and I'm trying, working on what I got to work on. But you showing up and being part of my, my world, being part of my clan, being part of the tribe, thank you so much. I want to send you so much love and always, you know, the, 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 the shirts are all coming out and I, I see people starting to wear all the, the R and heart shirts and uh, even a couple of uncle Dave shirts, which is weird to see yourself on a shirt, but uh, it's okay, man. It's all going to charity and we'll have a special charity episode uh, in the future also. But, you know, let's rewrite the rule book, man. Let's go at love. What really sit down with yourself. And that's where it starts. Write the rule book the way that you want to do it. Does it have to be exactly how it is written in all the storybooks? Hell no, man. Love is love. If you're really, truly in love, keep it going. Feed it. Get that fire. That's what's going to keep your fire going. That's what rises you from the ashes. The love, when you can figure out the love and the resources, that's what rises you. But it's all about the love because if you don't love, that's where you break that pattern, no matter what you do. So what I want you to do is just feed yourself with so much love that everybody around you knows how much love you have. And don't forget to make sure you have some peace for yourself as well because that's what really also helps fight, feed the fire to, for that love, that peace of mind, and have those conversations you need to have. Hey, and that's me. That's Uncle Dave. So I wish you guys so much love because of the anniversary of our birth. So uh, the birthday, I guess, or anniversary of our the first episode. Thank you for the journey. I continue the journey. I will love you because I want to continue the messages and hearing all these inspiring people and people who bring us the resources. Thank you so much. And now we'll go on to our episode. Today we have an amazing guest, Juan Lee. We're going to be talking about love we got to bring love, always bring into it. Juan is an author and a teacher of really just about love. We're going to talk a lot about love. And But before we start anything, I want to also say 
thank you, sir, for your service because I know you're an Air Force uh, veteran, and I was actually born on an Air Force base in uh, in Texas back in the day. Uh, but thank you so much. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. I am. Um I'm enthusiastically waiting to speak to you since the time I found out about our interview. So I'm really, I love the fact that you have your, your title is Peace and Love. And it's very interesting. Hopefully we'll get into the combination of how I see both of those words. So I'm excited. All right. Well, let's start out that way. So how do you see both of those words? I'd love to hear somebody else's perspective or point of view. Well, actually, the, the love provides peace, brings peace. It's the product of peace. It brings peace. It's the meaning and the reason why we have love in our own our own being. You know, when we are able to manifest love, we gain peace. Mm -hmm. We gain peace. That is such that's the reward for the for love. Love is a system that brings forth peace. It's as simple as that. I mean, when you exercise and operate in love, you can't avoid peace. You, you can't. You can't avoid it. I mean, it right. just—it's innately involved in love. Is peace? Yeah. See, and I see it, chicken or the egg. I, I don't know which comes first. In that, you can't have love if you're not in peace, uh, as well. I I would agree one hundred percent because that's <laughs> another way of being able to to give love is you have to bring it from a place. Of peace. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to maintain that. If you can't maintain that, it's going to be difficult for you to be able to administer it because you got issues. And that goes into some of the trainings and teaching that I do is that is that the ability of what we're trying to maintain is peace. In this experience called life, our decision making is to maintain peace. If we maintain peace with our we will we will be able to administer love, which in turn allows the system of love to um, to manifest itself between us all around us. We all are successful um, when we're administering love to one another. So how do you manifest it or bring it into your life? Well, the things that I share with people is that their attitudes, love represents attitudes and the attitudes basically are the perspective in which we address all of our situations in life. And when we put these attitudes in place, we manifest love. Okay. Now the the thing about it is this, this system and love, I guess we really need to be clear is that love is just a demonstration of your motivation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever your desire is, you can have a desire and a motivation to do some wicked stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is the love that that I'm referring to is that love that has the actions on behalf of another Mm -hmm. to benefit someone else. So it's the difference between being selfish, that selfish kind of love versus that selflessness love, that love that is, that has no, it's about someone else. It's about giving and it's not about, you know, really getting because the, the, the benefits from giving well outweigh receiving. Yeah, no, I I always say that, and that's what I said. When you clean your love filter, and you love to me is unconditional. We can like pizza, but we we don't love pizza, right? So we might enjoy eating it, but love is that unconditional. Is if I give you something, I'm giving you a piece of my time, my love, 
and I'm not asking for anything in return. If you're asking for anything in return, it's an exchange, which is okay, and that's that's a fine you know, way to go, but not necessarily unconditional love. Uh, you know, I send out lots of gifts. Like one person once said, said to me, why'd you send me flowers? I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not your wife. I'm not this. And I go, did you need the flowers? Yes. Did you enjoy the flowers? Yes. Then the universe sent you the flowers. It was just me. It was through me. And that's what I do. Uh, so I, I love when you start talking about, you know, not asking for anything. It's the ability, the, I'll, I'll get right to it. There's four, three characteristics of love. And the first one is that love is a conduit. Excuse me, that's the second one. The first one is, is that it's a chameleon. It's a chameleon. It adapts to anything. It just blends in. It will sacrifice for the sake of others. It will become less so that the, the whole will become greater. Okay, that's that platform that love presents. It's like, okay, we're going to provide a platform that everybody is going to be successful in and including myself. So that means that if I'm a part of the bigger picture, that means that everybody is going to be on the same page. We're on the same platform. We're on the same understanding. I'm going to I'm going to lessen what I have, my individuality for the sake of the, the whole. And then the other one is the conduit. And that conduit is that ability to connect one with the other without any any negative or any ulterior motives. That means that it's just pure and open flow. It's like a it's like a pipe and got nothing but water flow. I mean, it's just that current that is flowing yeah. with no expectations. Yeah, it, it, you're, no you're just a conduit. In. Yes, it's a, it's a conduit. It's just w- wide open. And then love is a choice. That means it's a choice, meaning that no matter what the situation is, if I choose love, I win. You can't lose with love. And so the fact of the matter is, is that once you understand those three characteristics of love, then you know what you're dealing with. You know, hey, these things, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm engaging in something with these attitudes that guarantees success. Guarantees success. And that's what I want people to understand that, you know, love is not a weakness. Love is not a weakness. It's a power. And that's the benefit, the the power. One of the things is it's reimagining the power of love. That's the point. It's just not, you know, we've got been we've been lost into thinking that it's just this romantic thing. It's a feeling. No, love is an action. Love puts puts action behind your motivation that puts your puts people to see what it is that you really, who you are, what you are, what you're about when you act on it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I really, really enjoy that. Now, you've written a book, uh, Love Made Simple, uh, really, because love really is simple. It, it's the attachments we have to love. So if I say, hey, I, I love you, and I'm expecting you to say that back to me, then that's an attachment that, you know, again, when we look at it, I should have no attachments that if you say nothing to me back, I could still be the same person and still be in my peace as well. It's the ability to understand the value of love. See, love is love does everything. Love is a system for success in humanity, for humanity. What love does is, is that it protects and preserves humanity. Without it, 
destroy humanity. And we're in a pretty good space of that right now. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a pretty good deal, a pretty good job of that. But it only takes one person at a time to choose to love, to turn this thing around, to really begin to change the, 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 the trajectory of where we are as a society, to begin to look at things differently and to begin to say, you know, we got something in common. We, we've got to tear the walls down and bridge the gaps with love. That's what it is. That's what it does. And so as a result, we're able to overcome anything together, together. But we have to do it together. So what are the, some, of the, some of the walls or boundaries? You know, when we talk about bring a bat, it's not about, yeah. What are some of the boundaries that you always see when you're, when you're working with people about talking about love? Well, here's the thing. One of the thing is, is expectations. We assume we begin to give other people expectations that really aren't necessarily true. We look at things and we go like, I, I think this and I think that. We have to be able to accept, first of all, we need to be more tolerant. You know, we're not tolerant enough to be able to accept someone where they are. Doesn't mean that we have to agree with them, but we have to accept that that's where they are. Okay, and by accepting where they are, we open up the opportunity for communication because now they're not automatically defensive. We're all in this thing together. And now I can see where you are and now you can see where I am because you can see it from my perspective and I can see it from your perspective. We, we have a we have a problem with the fact that if if I don't you don't see it my way, then your way is wrong. Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of times I have to be more right than you're wrong. And that's never going to get us to where we can sit down and look at the commonalities, the pieces that we're together rather than the pieces that are separating us. You know, yeah. uh, I, I mean, that's part of that growth mindset, you know, planting a seed and, you know, really just growing, putting us on that on that path of hope. You're listening to Peace, Love and Bring a Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetz. Yeah, I, I didn't personally. I didn't understand that till a couple of years ago. Uh, I knew what love was, and, and 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 where I would put myself, I'd put others ahead of me, and things like that. And then I went through a challenge where I tried to hurt myself. And one of the first questions somebody asked me, "Do you love yourself?" And I paused, and I couldn't say yes, which obviously meant no. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, if you can't say yes right away, the answer is no. Um, what I did learn, and for me, this pandemic, while I was in isolation by myself, I learned how to love myself, and that has brought me a lot more love externally as we're starting to integrate our lives again. And I can honestly say the love that I give out still is is the same for the people that I who, whom I love, not necessarily in a romantic, I mean family and things like that. But I have, it's a more pure form than I had ever understood beforehand. The first stages and first steps in being able to love is to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I like to share with people is, is that especially if you're in a depressed or compromising self position, is to know that you're important that you are necessary and that what you have is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's because 
someone else needs it. And if you begin to find the people who need what it is that you have, and this is very important, is that it's all about giving of yourself. When you focus on giving yourself to someone else, you become valuable to them. And in turn, you become valuable to yourself. You become to see yourself as something valuable. And so we have to realize that that's how this thing works. We are very, we're unique. There is no person on the earth that has ever been on the earth that will ever be on the earth that's going to be you and I. And that's a uniqueness that we have to embrace. And it's not by mistake. We have to realize that we're important. And so when we realize that, we can give ourselves. And when because I'm going to tell you, somebody needs each and every one of us. Yep. We are connected to one another. And our challenge is to be able to find that connection. It's to find them. And, we, and you've got to engage. How do you do that? By loving. By love. You, you've got to understand that you don't know what you don't know you don't know. <laughs> and so the only way that you will ever gain that is to seek it out. See, you can't answer a question to, you can't give an answer to, to some, a question that you don't have. Right. You can't get an answer to it. Yeah, we but need... if you give a, huh? No, go ahead. No, but if you get a, a question, stimulates an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I... you just, if you don't have a question, you don't even know, you don't have a, you can't look for something that you don't have a question for. Right, and we have to find those commonalities where we can, Put, put ourselves together. We're not, even though we're individuals, but, you know, not to look for ways to separate ourselves, but to actually really find the messages to bring our, ourselves together. You know, those foundations in life uh, to make sure that, you know, we're not alone. I mean, in my case, it was really a situation where I felt I was going to put my needs ahead of others in that if I wasn't here, I could help everybody else. And which... I now have seen, been lucky enough to see that that wasn't the case. And actually during uh, the 36-hour period that I was in that position, I was told, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to go into this metaphysical. I heard the words, it's not your time. You need to help others. You need to you know, move people uh, in places. And that's where I've been doing since. I've been building upon that foundation since, since that day. I need you. You, you, you need me, but we, I can't, I can't get to where I need to be without you. Right. And, and the mere fact that you're here brings that, that validates that Mm -hmm. it validates that it's, it's, and that's the message that there is no mistakes. You are here. I am here for a reason. And I think we struggle with that very fact is, is that we are, we we go through our lives with this question as it relates to why am I here? And the, and and here's the point. And this is one of the things that I want to really uh, to share with people is that look, we all have the same purpose here. We don't have to wonder what it is. We're we're in a temporary experience called life. 
the thing that's bigger than any one of us is humanity. Humanity was here before we got here. It's here now. And we have the privilege to preserve it for the next generation. Mm. That's what we have to do. Now, our individual gifts and abilities is how we do that. But ultimately, it's for the protection and the preservation of humanity. We're just a part of something bigger. And that's that's humanity. And that's what we all have in common. And when we're able to grab hold of that and understand that I'm a per, I'm important to this thing. That that was that was the message that I learned in the military. Is that it didn't matter where you were, what your job was, it was important. It was necessary and it was sufficient for the mission. Right, we're and all in, integrated. Point. We're all integrated and we're all a, a a piece of the overall. I mean, when you talked about that, you needed, which I, I don't want anybody to miss that cut that comment. To me, that was one of the biggest comments that you said that you needed me and I needed you, even though at that time we didn't know each other and the universe didn't, but it's those butterfly effects that happened by us meeting together and me, me helping you get the message out. People need, you know, I, I'm not, that's the amazing thing about this podcast is as I've met lots of people at this point and I've always gotten a, a phone call or something from either a friend or somebody, I've got to reach out to a few people who I've never ever met, but they were like, thank you. I needed to hear that message. So that's why I don't, I don't want your message that we need each other to be lost. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things and, and I know people's distraction, but we do need each other. We need that community. We need those people. And that's why when I talk about, uh, as I open my episodes about that clan, that tribe, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. There's a connection. Is that uh, Les Brown mentions it really well, and he goes, "If I met you and you met me, think about it as God's way of saying He wanted to remain anonymous." And that's you know not to get religiously, but it's the universe's way. If you don't, you know. Sort of like you know the word God, you know people sometimes are uncomfortable with that. The universe, the universe is a very powerful energy that we don't even begin to know. And and what love is is the demonstration of it. It's the ability to be able to put actions so that you and I can see them, so that we can begin to put put something into place so I can see that this is real, and that that's really the essence of what I would this journey that I've been on is that I wanted to make love real. I wanted to make it where people can see it and able. It's the practical application of love is that that's what I'm on the journey to make so that everybody understands that, you know, it's not something that's mystical. Mm -hmm. It's something that is right here within our abilities. Every one of us is to be able to demonstrate something that's on the inside, something that we all have and desire to give. If it wasn't there, we wouldn't be here. It's, it's innately in us. Right. We have to also rem always remember that, is that we're here for a purpose. It, it might not be the grand purposes of visibility, but think about all the little people. And that's why uh, on this podcast, I try to bring in as many individuals who have the story, who can inspire us. And those are 
much like yourself, not only being a veteran, because to me, you know, any veteran, and I've mentioned this before, are people who wrote a blank check. You ne- Thank God we, it was never used. It was never cashed. But that's what a veteran does. You never know where you're going. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I have friends who were in Be- Beirut. You know, they were just protecting, right? So it wasn't a war. It's not always a war that we're, you know, need to be afraid of. Uh, and by writing that blank check, it also shows the love that you have for something greater than what you, than just yourself. You're absolutely right. Those attitudes that I referred to, I gained them in the military because, and I'll, I'll share one with you. The very first attitude of love is sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there's no love there. Love requires a sacrifice. And it means that you're going to give of yourself, not of something. It's got to come from self. See, <clears throat> that's that's where you really realize. See, that's where you can't sometime it. You, you can't, you know, the, the, the part where people talk about unconditional love. If there's a condition to it, then it ain't love. <laughs> and and if you need to qualify it, then maybe you need to rethink it because it requires a sacrifice. It's something has to be it. It's the ability to be able to open a door to someone else's heart without them feeling that they're being challenged or taken advantage of. It just, it's the only thing that really tears down walls. It really just, it really nullifies any divides Mm -hmm. when someone can see you're willing to sacrifice for them. Mm -hmm. That that's the value of being a veteran, so to speak. You know, the country is that, you know, admiring and being and saying, we appreciate you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, and that's the one piece about being a veteran, uh, which I'm not, uh, that you know, when you talk to veterans, they're always going, I didn't do anything. It's always somebody else. Uh, and, and that, to me, that's one of the reasons why you're all heroes, because you're never looking at it from yourself. And that was one of the things that I learned best for myself. When I was living in the Kid Ego, uh, as I grew up, that was a nickname. When I was looking, look, looking and living in Kid Ego, that never led me to anything. All this other stuff that's happened in the past two years, all the great things that have really happened to me have happened because I've removed the ego. Even though with this Uncle Dave, it has nothing to do with me. That's just who I am. I'm the conduit, as we were talking about earlier, of what's going on. And I'm the vehicle and... You know, the, the things that are more important are the things that we go back to is love. At the end of the day, every night I say like a little prayer um, for those who I love and just send out energy. Even if they're not with me or they are with me, I don't, uh, we don't close it. You just, you just rolled up onto the second attitude of love, humility. It's that ability to come down off of that hill, off of that high horse, and realize that you don't have it all. It ain't, it's not, it's, when I say you don't have it all, I mean that you can't do it by yourself. Right. 
you know, we need help. And, and the first thing that most of us have to realize is that each one of us has has a weakness. We have a weakness. We have something that we know is a weakness. But we spend so much time trying to avoid it and hide it that we never get past it. Mm-hmm. We never get to the other side of it. And the other side of it is where all of our 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 growth and development and our success is is on the other side of that weakness but we won't let it go we won't we will do everything we can to hide it i'll give you an example i have a learning disability and i did not have it was not diagnosed until i was 37 years old <laughs> and so as a result i spent probably the first Oh, 20 years of my life ashamed because I never measured up. I didn't measure up. I was in ex-schools and stuff and I did I didn't fail any classes, but I never felt like I was getting what I needed. Because I was always I was put in special education. So education already the what you learned was how just to survive, so to speak, but never learn anything. Um, And so that situation just put me at a place when I graduated from high school that was lost. I was, I felt hopeless. And so as a result, I I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. And so as a result, that was when I went into the military, but it was as a result of that, I realized that I, I needed help. I couldn't do this thing on my own. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I needed an attitude that would allow myself to accept help. And it's amazing when the attitude changed. I was receptive to people helping me, even though I didn't even know what it was that I was up against. I was struggling, but I wasn't by no means could I be arrogant. It kept me humble because I didn't even know what it was. And then at 37, it was like, wow, this is what I this is what I've been up against all my life. And sucks the the the, the doctor who, who did the test on me, they were amazed that I could have gotten to the place where I was in life with the deficiencies that I had and had no way of being able and, and were not diagnosed. Yeah, those are powerful was, moments. Yeah, those are powerful moments. That's that's where I just trademarked that word uh, clubity in going through, there's a point in your life where you get a clue. It, you know, it, we, we, all, we, can, we can all go through blind. As you said, you were receptive to hearing it. You know, people could see what was going on and opportunities, but we don't, we're not always receptive to it. We're not always able to receive the opportunity for growth and learn because we know it all. And that's a that's a huge challenge uh, to do that. I mean, it sounds like that's a that was a phoenix moment. I we that's another, something else we talk about where we are in the ashes and then we rise. Go ahead. Well, it was. It, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true because the fact is, is that I, you know, I was hope. I had. I wasn't. I had no hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not see myself being able to survive. Um, because. Everything that I was was defined as up until that age of 20, at 19, 18, 
um, was about education and learning. And I struggled with that until I went into the Air Force, went into the Air Force, and I learned how to learn with what I was dealing with. See, I wasn't measured by anybody. I was just learning to be a part of something bigger than myself. And that was the key. It put purpose into what I was learning. And, and as a result, I engaged it. I was, I, was, I was connected to it. And then it wasn't about being at anybody else's level. I just had to do my part. Yeah. It didn't matter what the level was. It was my part and it was important. Now, I just got to ask you, because I was born on, a, on an Air Force base in San Antonio. Where were you stationed? Well, San Antonio is where I was. Everybody goes to San Antonio. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody goes to Lackland Air Force Base. Yep. That's basic training. Yep. Okay. It's my, my dad was stationed there uh, among his, that was his last station, actually. Uh, he had gone to Germany. He was he was stationed in Germany for a while. Uh, and then Lackland uh, and I, I I popped out at basically at the end of uh, that he he was I was born December uh, and he was um he was uh, what year what year 1968. Oh okay, so you were there long. You you were I, gone I was there before, before I got there. Yeah yeah yeah. We were gone by January. He was discharged honor, honorably discharged in uh, 68. Um, but yeah, I'm always, uh, and, and I think now it is where that's where basic training is at this point. Yeah. yeah that's basic training. Yeah. That's yeah. Everybody goes to Lackland. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, he, he was there at the end of his career. Not, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was just curious about that before. Now, uh, obviously love flows through every relationship we were talking about. Is there a special, I like to use because there's an R in, in heart and I always talk about that in grounding is there an R word? Uh, and you've brought up a, a bunch of them. I mean, uh, so is there an R word that you enjoy using? Well, I tell you what's really something that I use to connect with various generations is trying to remain relevant. Mm. Um, it's important to be relevant because I'm telling you, things change so rapidly in our society. And we have to be willing to engage um, each generation because things are changing. I mean, it's changing right in front of our eyes. And if we're not willing to be relevant, to understand what's happening in our society, the younger generation is doing things that we're just, you know, it's just it's outside of our realm Mm -hmm. to understand. But we've got to be able to make things relevant because. Here's the thing. Humanity has never changed, will never change. Only the recipients, the people that are going through it changes. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to understand that if we want to be able to invest into humanity so that it could be so that it will continue, is that we've got to be relevant. We've got to be able to be able to carry and hold each other's hand, be able to understand where each other are coming from. And what their experiences are. We're, we're, we're not doing a very good job of this right now. But the fact of the matter, it's needing to be relevant. We've got to be consistently um, wanting to understand what's going on. That's excellent. I, I, I appreciate that That's so much. So we've had a, a lot of uh, gems from you. Is there any one last one that you'd like to leave before we end the episode? 
Well, I tell you, um, one of the things that I like to share with people, and that is, is that, you know, to love is not easy. And my book is called Love Made Simple. It didn't say it was easy. Okay. (laughs) And the point of the matter is, is that it might not be the easiest thing that you can do, Mm -hmm. but it's the most rewarding thing that you can do. It will by far meet and exceed any and every one of your expectations. It will never fail you. Um, It's just the ability to be able to understand the system of love. We all have the ability to choose love. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Uh, And this this time has been uh, amazing. I I can't wait to re-listen to this because I know that there's so many gems that uh, through our conversation and hearing them from you. And we'll... You know, and maybe we'll revisit this at one point. Uh, are you working on any other book uh, before? We... No, actually, I'm. I'm right now. I'm putting together a course, um, a coursework that we're going to do. Probably going to going to present online. And I'm also a trainer, uh, Tia Cora, coach mm-hmm. in relates to uh, how to apply love in your life and your journey in life. Um, also, I'm an executive director and founder of a nonprofit that teaches teens and young adults, the attitudes for success and financial literacy. All right. Well, that's something that we'd love to do because uh, one of the other things that I have a passion about is uh, charity work. And so maybe you and I talk offline about it because my goons for good, uh, that's that's what I call it. Again, using my New York accent, I I explain this to everybody. (laughs) Um, But, you know, because we all know somebody, we all know some people and, and that's what that whole connection is. And uh, I'd love to see how I can help you down. Well, I appreciate it. The, the name of the, the, the nonprofit is called Clear Journey, where we provide a clear path to young people's lives. You know, we want to be able to help them see life clearer instead of, uh, of falling into some of the pit holes of life. Mm-hmm. We want to try to help them navigate life a little bit so that they can miss some of those things. Um, especially we find them in the financial area, yep. whereas that once you get in one of those holes, it gets really difficult trying to get out. Yep. No, I, I, exactly. And uh, all right. So we're going to end the episode right now. And I, I will, well, maybe we'll come back and we'll, we'll revisit the, to talk about your youth programs and, and stuff like that. By all means. But Hey, by the way, just want to let people know they can reach out to me on the, at wanleytheauthor.com. Um, and that's a place where you can read more about me and the book Love Made Simple. And I'm on all the social media platforms also. Okay, I'm going to start following you. And then also, uh, you know, I will make sure that your links are is part of the notes and things like that. So when they okay. hear the episode, they can go directly to be like, oh, my God, I need to talk to Juan. By all means, come. Have, let's have a time to chat. I will. We will. 15 minutes. We give uh, Zoom calls just like we're on right now. Um, yep, we just that, come on and we can talk. That, that's exactly what I say when I do my practice. In 20 minutes, I will change your life. It might not be fixed. It might not be perfect, but we can at least start walking that path together. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what we're going to do is, everybody, I do hope you always find peace and love in your life. And if you need to bring a bat, bring that bat. But make sure it's nonviolent. It's just really about finding those non-negotiables and those boundaries. And Always bring love into your life. Thank you. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. 
Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.